Welcome to the Untangle and Thrive podcast, where we talk about real problems, real clients, and real solutions. Now here is your host, Angela McKinney. Well, hello, I'm Angela McKinney with the Untangle and Thrive podcast, and welcome to episode three. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And today we're going to start that three-part series where we break down my Untangle method into three parts. And my Untangle method is really based on the neuroscience of integration and how to build capacity to link these different organizing systems, the tangled self system, the organizer self, and then that creative self system. So if you're just tuning in, I encourage you to go back to the other episodes just to to wire into some of this information already. I'm going to do a little recap. And then today we're going to really spend time locating that unconscious tangled self system. How do we do it? How do we use the things in our life? I'm going to take you through the exercise. I'm going to use my video camera, which at one point really held a lot of disorganization for me, and how these disorganized, reactive responses we have to the things around us offer us endless opportunities to untangle. (laughs) I mean, endless. I have untangled, and I'm always resistant to even pick up my model, even though I know it works so well, I always kind of try to hit it, try to attack it, try to figure out that special button, and then I'm resigned, and then I'm willing to go, oh, maybe I should use the untangle method. And that's sort of what happened with my video camera. So about five years ago, I hired a business coach to help me grow my platform. I'd been working in the complex field of recovery, Um, family systems, working with families across the country, and helping my clients put in place organizing life skills to to take them into a, a thriving life, right? And it was meaningful work. I've had incredible experience in the field of recovery, and it was complicated, though. Family systems are complicated. Families are complicated. They consumed a lot of my time. And I wanted, and I knew, I've been doing this long enough to know that these skills were so helpful to not only my life, but all of my clients, that I wanted to give them, I wanted to build a platform to be able to serve them in some new ways, create some variety in my business, and extend my reach, have more impact with people who could not afford to hire me. So I hired a business coach, her name's Gina DeVee, and she tried to find me online. And she said, you know, it's as though you don't exist. You are invisible online. There's no website. There's no social media. There's no post. (laughs) And I just was so delighted by this observation. My body was so excited. It felt like ding, 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 ding. I had won the lottery. I was, woo, I am invisible. I have finally figured out how to be invisible. And then I just, I think lasted maybe four seconds. And then I was hit in the gut. I was hit with this incredible shame of what the hell is wrong with me? I mean, what is wrong with me? Okay. And I started to remember the 10,000 freezes of my body. My body had bonded 
with invisibility for its entire life. It was just viscerally, I was shaken. And I knew, as I do know in my work, whenever I have a strong trigger, there's always a massive opportunity to convert it into transformation. I knew that intellectually, but my body was not there yet. My body was at war. My body was all over the place. And so what that looked like at the time was, okay, well, I'm going to, this is bullshit. I'm going to just videotape myself and get it done. And so I went to war. My mind went to war trying to perfect and make the perfect 20-second video. Okay, that was really not fun. That was exhausting. I think I took like 300 or 400 takes and it it pained me. Listening to myself bruised my skin. I felt hollowed in my chest. I just wanted to shut down, which is what I did. And because I don't drink anymore and because I'm not available to overeat anymore, I went to sleep. I needed out. So I went to sleep. My energy was heavy. I woke up. I felt more horrible. I was tired. I was heavy. I felt stuck in molasses. I just was like just hitting, just exhausting. And I think I stayed with it for maybe another 30 hours or so until finally some part of me was like, ding, ding, ding. Why are you not using the untangled? <laughs> why are not why are you not using your untangle model on your video camera? It was it just it took what it took to get me to oh right. <laughs> I have a tool. I have a very valuable tool. It's helped lots and lots of people, including myself, transform my life. Why am I not using it? And I say this with love and humor because all of us, all of us get into these little mini war zones of self-will and resistance. And it's from a threat response. It's from our body's threat response. And it's what we do. And we don't need to judge it, but we do want to understand that rhythm in our body. And we want to try to intervene as soon as we can so that we can learn because there's so much learning here for me. So I use the untangle method and I'm going to teach you how to do it. We're going to focus in on this tangled self system, this part of us that is rebonding us to overwhelming sensations in the body. We're not quite sure. Our brain's a little cluttered. It's not clear. We're not locating it. We're just sort of, we start to go to war with it. We start to maybe try to get it perfect or fix it or jam it into some other system. And that's that punitive, self-abusive, sort of re-traumatizing state that really holds the system in place. It starts to drive us into wanting to avoid and escape and, you know, get unresourceful. And, And so we just want to start to interrupt it. This is not a bad system. The system um, is trying to protect us from something. It's protective in nature. It's trying to protect us and move us towards pleasure. Unfortunately, when our bodies are feeling unconsciously threatened, we we start to move towards unresourceful pleasure. What we're going to learn in this model is what is the difference between unresourceful pleasure and restorative pleasure, which is critical to unwinding a survival pattern, unwinding what I call a trauma bond. I use the word trauma bond, not that it's a PTSD or spectrum trauma or complex trauma, but it's a relational bond to overwhelming sensations. And they're usually from, you know, a past time. Somehow we got 
we got wrapped around a bond and we made up a construct of the world and part of our body is still dancing with that. So we're going to use clutter. We're going to use credit card debt. We're going to use whatever you're avoiding or feels a little stressful to get curious with locating what I call this tangled self part, locating the bond, the relational bond, the experience I'm having with my video camera. So how do we do that? Now, this is where the actor part of me, my experience in the artistic dimension has come in very handy. The actor builds an internal character, right? Um, they're given a script. They're given black and white words, right? And what does the actor do with these words? Well, it builds an internal character. How does an actor do that? Well, it's not from... The words are just sort of the map of where the character travels. But what the actor does to really enhance present creativity and aliveness is they take the environment of that character and they sensorially endow it. Meaning... The chair the person sits in at work, they, have, they build a very emotional, mental experience with the chair, with the pen they use, with the way they walk, with the clothes. They spend time building sensorial experiences to the world of the character. And as they do that, they guess what? They collect the character's point of view. They're building and stimulating in that thalamus region, in that limbic system, these sensorial experiences with their environment, which ignites creative presence. So the words and the language are just sort of coming from, from that creative state. Now, why is this helpful? Because I was an actress a long time ago. This is an incredible skill set. And what we know about the brain today, and what we know about untangling and unwinding trauma and survival systems in our body, we need activating imagination. We also need to locate the unconscious bond. So how do we do that? Well, we flip the thing. For example, I'm going to flip that video camera that's staring at me right now. <laughs> into a human form. Yes, we change forms. We humanize it. Now, yes, clutter pile, flip it into a humanized form, your credit card debt, your money story, just flip it. Just have fun here. We've got to activate the imagination. Then we get to, we get to go into an oppositional question. Now, why are we reaching into oppositional questions? So if you're go, 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 what is slowing down whispering to you? If my, my whole um, construct is, oh my gosh, I have to be invisible in life in order to be safe. I can't be located, right? So that's the unconscious war. So I'm going to go, Mr. Video Camera, what happens if I become seen with you? What happens when I become visible? And I wait and I listen to his response, the response he gives me back, which is like, well, I'm going to, and it feels like a whisper. It's not some heady state. It's in my body. Well, if you really come out in the world and you really get seen, well, something bad may happen to you. You may be rejected. You may be humiliated. You may even die. Okay, people. So, <laughs> so I just gathered from that one question, this whole interpersonal experience, my body is bonding with over my video camera. Once I located that relationship, what did I just do? Well, I brought, I connected 
the lower limbic system in my body brain into my executive function, into present awareness. So I'm linking part of my lower brain into a higher functioning brain. I've located it. I've gotten it out of vagueness. Now things start to make sense. Now I'm gathering clarity. Now I'm gathering compassion. Now I'm gathering a deep understanding that this part of my body was really terrified of becoming seen. Now I knew this intellectually, people. We, sh- we sort of always know our material intellectually, but I didn't realize how it was recreating in this video experience with my body until I was curious and I asked the question. And I flipped the camera and I made it a little playful. I took the heaviness out of it. I made it a little playful. And I got access to the whisper. And that gives me a handle. That gives my brain a handle on a, on a door where I get to kind of start to wiggle it. And I get to start to sort of dispel it. And I get to unlock it. And we're going to talk more about that in the next episode. Today, what is so helpful is starting to play with your environment in a new way, to get curious with it so you can start to get your hand on the actual relationship. You can start to locate it in the body's intelligence. What does that start to do? Well, immediately what that gave me was, oh, okay, wow. So I'm really terrified that something bad's gonna happen My body's trying to protect me from this horrible experience that may kill me, by the way. (laughs) I mean, that's, and then I go, wow, this feels really old. And they usually do. Some people go, you know, some people not so much. But for me, this was really old. And I ask my clients to give the tangled self part an age. Not to go back in time and process uncomfortable or traumatic memories. That is for a therapist. That is not appropriate for this model. This model is just about locating and placing an age to that part so that we are creating more space to understand it and see it. I don't need to go back to it and process anything around it. I don't need that. That's not helpful in this model. That would be helpful if you feel things are getting stirred and you need to discharge them and process them with a therapist. Then I suggest you definitely go get yourself a therapist, especially one um, trained in EMDR therapy or trauma somatic therapy. Okay. This for me was, oh, this relationship, if I'm seen, if I'm located, I'm going to get hurt. I may die. I may, all these horrible things happen. Well, my, all of a sudden things started to go, there's a clicking that starts to happen. When you locate something, you can start to see all these different times when you sort of experience that relationship. I just started to see, oh, myself, images of myself hiding from my father in a closet, training myself to get dislocated, to become invisible, training, the training in my body that started to happen really early because that was not a safe relationship. I felt I had to get out of my body to get safe. Um, School experiences where I was not safe, where I was humiliated and ridiculed and bullied, horrible things happened to me. I just got out of my body. I had to get out of the body. 
So I have been in this bonding of getting out of the body for a very, very long time. I trained myself, part of me needed to train myself to protect, to protect my life. So this is a valuable system, people. Our survival systems are valuable. They're helping us protect ourselves from possible harm, danger, pain. Okay, it's there to protect. We value it. It's there to keep us alive. We don't want to go to war with the system. We want to love the system. We want to understand this part of our system. We want to wake up to the system. Okay? I don't need to go to war with this part of me. My God, she needs a lot of understanding. This part of me needs love and connection capacity. This part of me needs to see this other part of my brain is getting it. That I'm, that I'm soothing, I'm creating a safe space to get myself sorted here. And that she does not have to show up for my video camera tapings. <laughs> I think this is the best part of my model. Oh my gosh, what a relief. There's, there's a relief that I get to find other resources to show up and build a new relationship to my camera. We're going to walk through that process as we move to step two and step three. Okay, but again, going back to that magnolia tree, if you listen to the last episode, I'm out of the war, I'm out of attacking, I'm out of warring with this unconscious part of me that's really wounded from past circumstances, that has survived to the best of her ability, that's constructed a model of the world that's secretly holding onto this belief that if I'm seen, something awful could happen, and so therefore I abort mission. I run. I, I, I just... I disappear. She's not bad. I don't need to like continue to hate her and war with her. I need to get myself awakened like that magnolia tree. I need to wake up to organizing wholeness. This part of me does not make up my wholeness. This is one part of me. It's not all of me. It's an incredible part of me that rebonds itself unconsciously. So we want to get great skills to start locating these unconscious bonds. And that's why I love working with the things around us. They're whispering to us all the time. We're rebonding with them all the time. And when, when it's disorganizing us, when it's creating overwhelm or avoidance, we want to use the untangle method. We want to flip it. We want to get light with it. We want to collect the information to wake us up, to wake up our organizer self to wake up and grow new capacity to support some new experiences. This, my friends, is critical. This is the part where I feel the great spiritual minds, the Eckhart Tolle's, the Michael Singer's, they talk about waking up to this flowering consciousness but how do we work it in a way with our brains and our relational life with our bodies and clutter and disorganization? How do we put it into a practice? And this is what is incredible about the Untangle Method. We can do this with our time relationship. We can do this with anything that's creating um, vagueness and disorder and disorganization. Okay. So the tangled self part, it's one part of us. It got constructed from some circumstance, some experience at some point in time. Typically, it's from the past when it's, re when it's recreating with our present life. You see how it was doing that with my camera? It was in a recreation. 
we want to use these opportunities to wake up, to create some space of awareness and compassion, to start to dissolve that unconscious spell so that we create room to build into a new relationship. Okay, it's a one, two, three dance. I'm I'm going through it. I'm going to just stay with the one step here. Then we're going to link to the second step and the third step. But it's a one, two, three. Okay, so what it requires is a willingness to play, people. To play. To play with our life in a new way. To get curious with it. To wake up to it. To get out of the drama trauma and the fighting and the trying to fix and all of that stuff. To open up to ourselves in a new way. To bring our feet, our legs, our stomachs, our hearts into our daily practice. To start to understand we have this deep organizing intelligence inside of our body that is rebonding us to disorganization. My body was very familiar with this pattern. It had been in this pattern for my whole life. And the brain on a certain level really values certainty. It really likes the the certainty. Even though the system was creating a lot of dysregulation and it's, you know, in hindsight, right, it wasn't really stabilizing me. But because it was such a familiar dance, my brain registers that as familiar, safe, familiar, safe. I get it. It stabilized you at one point. It's still stabilizing you. Unfortunately, these old systems that we construct from a long time ago, they tend to create a lot of instability. But our brain needs space and it needs a a process for it to determine that a new system is more valuable than this old system. And I'm going to walk you through that in the next episodes. Those are critical little linking points and understanding what our brain needs in order to really dissolve and let go of an old system like the survival system. Okay. It really needs to have a supportive, integrated process to unwind it for the brain to get excited to move towards that new system. But today, in this first step, it's all about locating this part of us, getting this new relationship and awareness to this part of us, starting to, and as I say this, I'm, you know, I I always put my left hand arm out. I always hold that part of me in my left hand. I always get more activated and more energized in my organizing self, in my head, in my root, in my trunks, in my head state to start to feel into that differentiating between the past and this present part of me that has located this old tangled system. Okay, so play. This is playful. This is to um, shake up a little bit and get access to ourselves in a new way. And then join me for step two. And we'll talk about integrating that organizer self. That is the part of us that really sets the, the environment to unwind the tangled self message and construct and organize and access and activate that creative self system. All right, people. Let me know what your feedback is. I look, re- I look forward to returning. Have a great day. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out our life skills programs. We take these creative life skills and integrate them into a practice. Check out the details at www.untangleandthrive.com slash program.